Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Recovery is Effing Awesome. I am so glad you guys are here with me today. Uh, my name is Robo, and uh, I appreciate your guys' support, and hope your day is going swimmingly. Hope everyone has uh, woke up this morning and uh, remained sober throughout the day. I don't drink alcohol, but I, I uh, am addicted to uh, Topo Chico, so thanks, Nate, for getting me involved in that. The grapefruit, you are correct, sir, is uh, is the best flavor out there. Uh, the lime is okay. The regular is uh, the regular, but this uh, this grapefruit, is um, that's where it's at, baby. All right, so I got my technical uh, issues, hopefully, uh, squared away. So what I would like to do is is run a series. Uh, so today I'd like to start with step one, uh, and then, you know, the next episode would be step two on through step 12, and then uh, we talk about the traditions. Um, use the, obviously, the big book, the 12 and 12, and then my uh, my personal opinions on how it works in my life with my experience, strength, and hope. Um, so looking at the, at the book, you know, step one is pretty much all up through chapters one through five. Um, it's not until you get to um, roughly about step four that, you know, it starts talking about, you know, or chapter four, excuse me, till it gets to, uh, you know, talking about step two. Uh, so uh, today we're going to uh, talk about step one, right? Step one is what? We admitted we were powerless over alcohol that our lives have become unmanageable. I hear a lot of people read that and they, they put the and, right? We admit we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives have become unmanageable and our lives have become unmanageable. That's, that's not how it's read and I'm kind of a word nerd. So we admitted we were powerless over alcohol. That's part one. That our lives have become unmanageable. That's part two. So for me, the biggest thing is the first word of the first step is we. You know, when I was out there doing the deal, um, I could be in a room full of people and, and it was just, and I felt alone, um, the, the, that just that deep seated loneliness, you know, I never felt like I fit in anywhere. Uh, but then when I walked in the doors, you know, and I found people who, who thought like me, who, um, had similar experiences and who overcame them and could actually help me and teach me how to overcome everything that I have gone through and, and you know, things that, that I, I will uh, have, you know, issues come up in my life. You know, how do we attack those? How do we deal with those uh, and, and live, you know, a comfortably sober life? And it, it's awesome, you know, and, and so that was a, a that, that word is huge, right? So when I came in the program, immediately... I realized I was not alone. You know, there's a room full of people who are just like me. And that I, to tell you how comforting that was, I don't think I could actually put that in words. You know, and it's, you know, there's there's chapters on, you know, how it works. There is a solution, uh, and it goes through the, the we agnostics, right? So going to the 12 and 12, and I'm going to kind of flip back and forth. You know, who cares to admit complete defeat? Practically no one. I still haven't met anyone. I don't know the practically no one. Uh, I still have not met anyone who um, who really wants to admit uh, complete defeat, especially when they first come in the program. 
right? Every natural instinct cries out against the idea of personal powerlessness. You know, we're all human beings, and at the core, A, we're selfish, and B, especially men, you know, my generation, of, you know, I don't know about this generation, but, you know, it's like we, we can handle this stuff all by ourselves. You know, we were taught not to show emotion. We were taught that, you know, real men, you know, just knuckle down and, you know, rub some dirt on it and you keep going. And, and to an extent, that's true. Uh, but sometimes we need other people in our lives to help us rub the dirt on it and uh, kind of point us in the right direction, right? Then it talks about bankruptcy, right? It, it's truly awful to admit that glass in hand, we have warped our minds into such an obsession for destructive drinking that only an act of providence can remove it from us. No other kind of bankruptcy is like this one. Alcohol now became the rapturous creditor, bleeds us of all self-sufficiency and all will to resist its demands. Once this stark fact is accepted, our bankruptcy as going human concerns is complete. But upon entering the program, we soon take quite another view of this absolute humiliation. We perceive that only through utter defeat are we able to take the first steps toward liberation and strength. Think about that. We perceive, we get, right? We see, we understand that only through utter defeat till alcohol has whipped my ass so bad that there was no way out of this thing were we able to take the first steps toward liberation and strength. Strength to live comfortably. Strength to, to make that choice to stay sober rather than to you know, put some mind-altering chemicals in our body. Liberation, right? To today, in my day of grace, is May 7, 2010, today I have the freedom to do whatever in the fuck I want to do. Um, as long as, as I stay sober and I'm not intentionally hurting anybody, right? And, of course, it's legal. But liberate, I mean, they, they, when they wrote these books, they, they knew what they were doing um, by using these, these strong words. You know, only an act of providence, right? Providence, our higher power can remove it from us, right? And we'll, we'll get more into that in step two. Our admissions of personal powerlessness finally turned out to be firm bedrock upon which happy and purposeful lives may be built. Our personal powerlessness, when I finally just gave up and realized that alcohol had whipped me so bad that the program, you know, why the hell not, right? Because what I'm doing ain't working. So, and I, I see these other people who have, you know, managed to stay sober. And at least that day, right? And they were, you know, seemingly happy. They had jobs. Their their kids liked them. The kids respected them. Their, their spouses loved them. Uh, the spouses were still there. You know, why not? Because that's what I wanted. Actually, if I'm being completely honest, I wanted anything that, that, other than what, what was going on in my, in my brain. You know, I had the good kids. I had the beautiful wife who loved me. Um, you know, she loved me so much she married me twice. And, and we're actually still married. Uh, but I couldn't see that, right? Because th there was this self-absorption and self-delusion, this, this fantasy world that I was living in that I couldn't see all the other people in my life who actually cared. You know, and because, and, uh, well, they say you can't see the forest through the trees. 
you know, and, that, and that's kind of where I was at, right? We know little good can come to any alcoholic who joins AA unless he has first accepted his devastating weakness and all its consequences. Until he so humbles himself, his sobriety, if any, will be precarious. Of any real happiness, he will find none at all. You know, when I first started drinking, obviously, you know, we had some good times. I mean, there, there were some good times scattered, you know, here and yon. But, you know, towards the end, it was just, it, was, it wasn't something that I enjoyed doing. It was something that I had to do just to, you know, somewhat manage, uh, you know, to get out of bed and, and, you know, just, I guess, sleepwalk through life like a friggin' zombie. Um, so glad I don't live that way anymore. Of real happiness, he will have none at all. And today, I may have resting bitch face, but man, I am, I am happy. I am happy to my core. Uh, provided beyond doubt by an immense experience, this is one of the facts of the program's life. And you know why I can't say the other word. Principle, we shall find no enduring strength until we first admit complete defeat is the main taproot from which our whole society has sprung and flowered. When we first challenged to admit defeat, most of us revolted. I certainly did. We had approached the program expecting to be taught self-confidence. Then we had been told, so far as alcohol is concerned, self-confidence was no good whatever. In fact, it was a liability. A total liability. Sponsors declare that we are victims of a mental obsession so subtly powerful that no amount of human willpower could break it. Ain't that the truth? How many times did I wake up? Oh, man, I'm not going to do this again. Oh, my God, I feel like shit. I'm not, I, there's no way. I, I really need to stop. I, I, I'm not drinking today. You know, about 10 o'clock, get a little food in you. By noon, you know, start feeling, start, you know, feeling, hey, you know, it's okay. Shit, by 3 o'clock, man, I was ready to go again. And uh, that's exactly what I did. <sighs> there was, they said, no such thing as personal conquest of the compulsion by this unaided, by the unaided will. Relentlessly deepening our dilemma, our sponsors pointed out that our increasing sensitivity to alcohol, an allergy as they called it, the tyrant alcohol wielded a double-edged sword over us. First, we were smitten by an insane urge that condemned us to go on drinking, and then by an allergy of the body that ensured that we would ultimately destroy ourselves in the process. Few indeed were those who, so assailed, had ever won through in single-handed combat. It was a statistical fact that alcoholics almost never recovered on their own resources. And this had been true apparently ever since man had first crushed grapes. You know, it, it's kind of funny, and I, and I joke about it, you know, and I was a big beer drinker. Um, you know, 12 ounces of alcohol kicked my ass, and it was the 12 steps that saved my life. You know, and, and how true is that? But but it's it's it all starts with step one, right? I, I can't do the rest of the steps unless I do step one. And, I, and, and it says in here, step one is the only step we have to do 100%. And I do that every day. Yes, I am powerless over alcohol. It, it's like drinking poison. And it's not the, the, the last drink that got me drunk. It's the first one. Because as the book talks about, once I put alcohol in my body, I have an allergy. I am allergic to it. And it was explained to me by a medical professional that my 
the, the part of my brain that makes good and, and logical decisions, when I put alcohol in there, it, it basically shuts off. And that when I put alcohol in my body, once that, that first sip goes in my mouth, my brain tells my body that unless I have more, I'm going to die. And that kind of goes into the unmanageability of this disease. Um, yes, it's an allergy. Yes, it's a disease. This is, that's my opinion. Um, you know, it's because when I take that first drink, it's like I, 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 I physically, mentally, I, I just can't stop, right? I got to have more and more until I'm completely obliterated, completely numb, or until I run out of money or, or I pass out, I'm still drinking. And even if I pass out, I'll wake up and I'll drink some more. Or I'll drink so much that I'll physically get sick and I vomit all over the place. And well, now there's nothing in my belly. Oh man, I feel great. That was awesome. And I go drink more. That's how I drink. <clears throat> and when I do that, I destroy everything around me. Everything. Maybe not right then, but eventually I will take everything around me and I will completely um, shun it or drive it away or burn that son of a bitch to the ground because that's what I do. Um, you know, when I'm drinking, I am, I am selfish. It's all about me. I don't give two shits about anybody else. I love my wife and I love my kids, but you know, as my wife once told me, I chose alcohol over my family, you know, and, and today I choose my sobriety over everything. Uh, because if I'm not sober, then, you know, I, I got nothing. Uh, and that's about as honest as I can be. Now let's talk about the unmanageability of this, right? We were powerless over alcohol. Okay. Obviously, I'm an alcoholic. When I put alcohol in my body, I, I can't control it. I have no willpower. Um, you know, I have an allergy. I have a disease that tells me, uh, my, my brain will tell me that, tell my body that if unless I have more of it, then I'm going to die. Um, and so I just keep drinking and drinking and drinking, uh, which, which is kind of ironic, right? Because, you know, if I keep drinking and drinking and drinking the way I was going, I would eventually, you know, die. Cirrhosis of the liver, liver disease, you know, jaundice, you know, drive drunk, maybe kill somebody, maybe kill myself. Um, or in my case, you know, when you lose all options, you lose all hope and you're sitting in the garage with a shotgun in your mouth, you know, hey, there we go. That's a great fucking idea. Yeah. So let's talk about the unmanageability of it. Right, so the first part, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol. Got that covered. That our lives have become unmanageable. You know, to me, I didn't really see the unmanageability of my life. You know, I had a job. I got up every day and I went to work. I didn't call in sick because I was hungover or still drunk. I would actually go into work. And yes, I, I, I hate to admit it, um, for any of my former employers who are listening, you know, some days I'd show up drunk. Uh, still drunk from the night before. Uh, some days I, I was hungover. You know, I was probably not as of a model employee that, that I could be, right? But, you know, I, I still made the effort to go. And, and I did the best I could uh, under the, you know, circumstances. You know, I had a house. I had a car. I had a wife. I had kids. And that's all true, but I wasn't present, right? I I... I if I'm going to be honest, I still don't like going places, but you know, I, I didn't go with my wife out to, to dinner or if we go hang out with some friends, you know, my whole goal was just get, you know, was 
you know, drank as much as I can so I wouldn't have to, you know, listen to them. Um, and I didn't really want to be there. And, you know, today if I choose not to go somewhere and I really don't want to go, then I just don't go. You know, and, and I guess I felt like it was an obligation. It was it was something that as a husband I was supposed to do. As a father I was supposed to do. I never want to take my kids anywhere. You know, I didn't really want to go, you know, watch them play sports. I didn't want to take them to their friend's house. I didn't want to take them to a birthday party, right? I'd, I just didn't because it interfered with my drinking. Um, again, I, I thought I was managing. Turns out I was not. Uh, I barely was living. You know, I was just existing. Um, you know, and that's one of the reasons why we uh, got divorced in the first place, right? Because my drinking, and I own that. I 100% own that. Uh, and I'm very grateful and thankful that she decided to take me back. You know, now we've been married this time for, I think, 16 years going on 17, right? And uh, I've been sober for almost 13. So, you know, in our relationship uh, with my wife is stronger than it's ever been. My relationship with my kids is stronger than it's ever been. Um, I don't know if I shared this before, but there was one time when I was drinking and um, I asked my, my daughters, you know, if, you know, why they stopped bringing friends over to the house to spend the night or hang out or whatever. And, you know, finally they, they looked at me and said, Dad, you're an embarrassment. You know, we don't, we don't know what you're going to say or what you're going to do when, when our friends are over here. You know, you, you know when, when your kids tell you you're an embarrassment, you would think that that would click in your brains like, hey, maybe you're, maybe you stop doing what you're doing. Uh, but obviously it didn't. You know, and today, uh, hopefully, I, uh, I don't believe that my kids think I'm an embarrassment anymore. And uh, that's the only thing I get out of the sobriety thing. That's, that's enough. Um, but it's not, man. I get, I, I get so much more. It's because I take step one honestly every day. Yes, I am an alcoholic. Yes, I am powerless over alcohol. And yes, my life is still unmanageable. You know, I still have the same house, still got the same wife, still got the same kids, got different dogs, but, you know, I still have a job, uh, not the same job. But, you know, I enjoy what I'm doing now for work. I enjoy being sober. I enjoy waking up and kind of looking up, just kind of winking and, and giving a nod and saying thank you and, and being grateful that I got another shot at this thing. You know, I'm grateful to have some friends who are honest to God friends. You know, I'm, I'm grateful that, that I get to go hang out <clears throat> with people who are just like me. Uh, and, and, you know, and they seem to like me too. And I don't have to put on a show. I don't have to pretend to be somebody I'm not. Uh, I'm just me. And, and it kind of goes back to the, the whole belonging thing. You know, first word of the first step. You know, I feel like I belong with these people because we are the same. You know, we come from different places, we've taken different roads, and we may still be on, on different paths, but the end result of all of our different paths is, is the same. You know, to, to not drink for one day, you know, because that's all I got. You know, a friend of mine, Joe, says there's a, we have an infinite number of days. Let's try not to fuck this one up, you know, and, and, and that's so true. You know, we don't like to think about it, and I really don't like to think about it, but it, but it's true. You know, I, I don't know when my time is. I don't know when my time's going to be up. Um, so let's do the best I can with, with what I got today. You know, try to be helpful to somebody. Uh, try to give a kind word. You know, my best friend Jake, um, you know, I texted him this morning. I haven't texted him in a couple of days. I'm really not sure why. 
but I love texting that dude, right? And, and you know, just go kick some ass and you know, piss some gratitude and you know, have a good day. And you know, I love you, Jake. You know, and he always texts me back with some, you know, like, hey, you, you know, you cool motherfucker. You know, have a have a great day, and you know, I love you too. And it's little things like that that I used to take for granted. I don't take for granted anymore. You know, I love that dude. He's awesome. If you looked up the word gratitude and happiness and joy in the dictionary, you would have a picture of Jake, right? He is what I aspire to be. You know, he's a great father. He's a great husband. He's just a great dude. Um, and and he's so he's so full of positivity, right? And And me doing step one on a daily basis gets me a little closer to where I want to be. Gets me a little closer to that 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 joy and that that sereneness and that peace that I, I search for all of my life, you know. And and by no means am am I one of these you know like a Buddhist in in Tibet sitting on a mountaintop um, with with a hundred percent all the time <laughs> inner peace because I'm not, you know. I'm I'm human, you know. Little things still, you know, get to me every once in a while, but not as much as they did. Uh, do I still get angry? Yeah, I, I of course I do, uh, but it doesn't last as long, and, and I do my best not to lash out and react so much as as I used to. Um, you know, the 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 old me is dead. Um, actually, he's not dead. He's he's sleeping. Um, you know, and he will pop his ugly ass head up every once in a while, and I quash him back down. You know, it's it's just you know I'm a human being. Uh, living a spiritual experience, you know, but as long as I do step one every day, admit to my innermost self that I am an alcoholic, I am powerless over alcohol, and my life is still unmanageable, and I stay humble enough to understand that I'm not running the show, I'm just a little cog in the wheel, Um, and if I can help somebody else, man, what a great life. You know, I, I, and again, I, I appreciate you guys, you know, downloading this and listening to this and supporting me. It, it means a lot. And I don't know if I'm helping anybody. I really don't. Uh, but I know this, that, that I'm helping myself. And if that's all I get out of this, then, you know, it, it's, you know, it goes step 12, right? And uh, helping other people, um, helping the other alcoholic who still suffers. Um, and that, you know, I've met a lot of alcoholics who, who are suffering, who are still drinking. And there's also alcoholics who are still suffering that aren't drinking. You know, and, and you know, we live in this crazy-ass world. And the least we can do at the very basic level of all being human beings is, is, is out of respect. Try to, you know, if somebody, if somebody needs some help, man, let's, let, let's do what we can. Um, some of us can do more than others. Um, you know, but some of us, you know, Will, will, can help in, in, in different ways. And, and that's a cool thing. You know, I volunteered for this. There's a uh, Soldiers Against Suicide. Uh, they're doing this thing, Veterans Day weekend, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are signing up, you know, and, and to, to, you know, raise funds by running 20 miles. Uh, and I signed up for that. So in three days, I will do my best to, to run 20 miles. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a veteran of the United States Navy and my daughter is currently serving the United States Navy. And, and, you know, when I was reading about this, that, you know, what, <clears throat> what is it, every 20 minutes, <clears throat> every 22 minutes, you know, a, a veteran commits suicide, right? And that's, that's, that's horrible. 
you know, so, you know, if I can do just a small part to raise awareness for this, um, then that's, that's the least I can do for, uh, people who have given so much more that a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand you vets out there. You understand what I'm talking about. Um, and you family members of veterans, you, you understand what I'm talking about too. Uh, and those people who are currently serving and, uh, the families of those currently serving y'all, y'all get it. Um, so I'm going to do my small part, uh, get my, uh, fat ass out there and, you know, make an effort. Um, I'm glad I got three days. I'm glad I want to do it in one day because I don't know if I can run 20 miles in one day. Um, anyway, so that's my uh, diatribe on step one. Next episode will be step two. Again, I appreciate you guys listening. Stay sober. Have a lovely day. And remember, recovery is effing awesome. <laughs>